Welcome back to Talking Sports Shop. Um, as you can possibly tell, I'm driving up the road right now. Uh, just kind of got some empty time to fill, so I figured I'd go over a few things today as normal. I'll just be spitballing, talking shit, talking shop, as you could say. Um, yeah, the the NFL particularly has been just wild. Absolute chaos, really. Um, so many things to talk about. You can, we'll go over the Patriots, uh, the Bears, kind of a few things that I like that the Cowboys are doing, um, why the Browns continue to break my soul every chance that they get. Um, oh, and the Dolphins, the Dolphins. So I'll tell you what, the Dolphins are probably the most forgettable. So I'm going to start right there. They cut Kyle Van Noy. Um, they just, you know, I'm not, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to go too deep into the Dolphins. I'm just going to kind of hit this point real quick. It seems like every time that the Dolphins take a step forward, it's almost like they're required to take eight steps back. I mean, they were so close last year. Um, you know, as stupid as a two-quarterback two system is, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua kind of went together very well last year and did a lot of things on the field for them. And, yes, I mean, losing – they lost Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, I, I kind of understand that because it, you need to figure out whether Tua's the guy or not. Um, and you're not going to do that when you give him a safety net. But they did sign Jacoby Brissett. So, you know, can you can argue, like, well, they lost a safety net for a different type of safety net. And actually what Jacoby Brissett brings to the table is Jacoby Brissett, if he plays at a high level and is giving a fair opportunity if Tua doesn't work out, he can actually be your franchise quarterback, potentially. You know, I'm not saying he will. I'm not saying that's what he's there for. I'm just saying he brings that to the table when Ryan Fitzpatrick, a guy at his age, can't do that anymore. He's not going to be your franchise quarterback. He's a stopgap. He's a a guy who's going to go out there and play his ass off and probably win you some games. Um, honestly, he's a perfect signing for the Washington football team. He brings so much to the table. They made the playoffs last year. They've got Taylor Heineke. So now they have the opportunity to try a Taylor Heineke, maybe, and give him a shot. If he doesn't work, fuck it. You just bring Ryan Fitzpatrick in and just let him do his thing. And you're probably going to make the playoffs because of the way that division is. Um, so, yeah, that's the Washington football team talk. I guess we're done with the Dolphins now, too. But uh, while we're while we're in the NFC beast, let's stay on that and let's go with the Cowboys now. So the Cowboys, they give Dak Prescott a massive deal. Massive, massive, massive deal. Um, I believe it was... You know what? I don't remember the numbers. I know it was four. Or, uh, I, you know what? I don't know. All I remember, all I heard was $75 million in the first year. This upcoming season, Dak Prescott is going to make $75 million to play football. That's just, that's crazy. Like, I don't, that's, that's insane. And yes, there are a lot of people that want to make the argument Dak Prescott is not a top five quarterback in the NFL. Dak Prescott doesn't deserve to get paid that. 
while those things may be true, one, I want you to think about this. Dak Prescott was playing in an MVP level with no defense last year before he got hurt. Does he go and do that again? I don't know. Um, but he's shown that he's shown those abilities. He's shown that he can go out there and play at a high level and win you some ball games. Now, just overall, what is he worth? See, I don't think Dak Prescott is worth what he got paid to any of any other team in the NFL. I think Dak Prescott is worth that to the Dallas Cowboys because the Dallas Cowboys have built this entire team around him. Um, and he's a very, you know, kind of specific type of quarterback, right? And uh, he, I don't know, he just can't, eh, I don't know, it's complicated. I'm not, I'm just going to stop talking there. But, yeah, let's hit the Browns, okay? Let me just go ahead and get this out of the way. Overall, the Browns had a pretty decent free agency. We brought back Rashard Higgins, uh, one of Baker Mayfield's favorite targets. That's awesome. Um, Obviously, we didn't get J.J. That sucks. And we brought in, uh, damn it, what's his name? Safety. Uh, John Johnson III or something like that. He's a, I can't remember his name exactly. It's something like that, though. Forgive me if I got it wrong. It's kind of hard to drive and talk about sports at this level all at the same time. But he's a very, very good safety. And it's going to be good to have him because we need, <laughs> we needed some help in the secondary, to say the least. We also needed somebody to go across from Miles Garrett. Like I was saying, we didn't get J.J. Um, We didn't get Trey Hendrickson. Honestly, there was a lot of people that we could have gotten and and didn't. Uh, In my opinion, Melvin Ingram would have been a good fit. He was hurt a lot last year. I think we could have got him for a good deal. He's a very good player. Uh, And we, we haven't done that yet, at least. Um... But we did get Tack McKinley. And if you've watched much of the Falcons since he got drafted, this uh this signing really really bothers me. I'm I'm not not a Tack McKinley fan. You know, maybe he has some talent, maybe he doesn't, but it's just so much drama with him on and off the field. I mean, why are we bringing this jackass to Cleveland? Like, why are we putting a problem on our plate? We signed, we gave him $6 million. $6 million. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you could get Melvin Ingram for that or maybe one more million. Like, just throw one more million in there and then you just don't have problems because it's Melvin Ingram and his name's not Tack McKinley. And Tack McKinley's a fucking problem. Anyway, now if Tack McKinley goes out and falls out this year, and is not a problem on and off the field, I'll shut up. But, you know, honestly, I don't think that's going to happen. He's had three opportunities now, and it has made nothing of any of them. So I'll finish up with the Browns there. But speaking of opportunities, last year's first-round draft pick, he's a tackle. Yeah, a tackle out of Georgia. Isaiah Wilson. Isaiah Wilson drafted in the first round by the Tennessee Titans. 
before the season even started, I believe, or maybe it was after week one, something like that, he gets a DUI. Not a good start to your NFL career. Ever since then, it's just been bad. It's been really bad. Hard to watch. He's been extremely unproductive. Um, and he's not even been on the field. So the Titans traded him to the Dolphins. The Dolphins thinking, okay, maybe a change of scenery will help this kid. He hadn't even been in the league one year. Let's try to help him. Let's give him a shot. He's got a lot of talent. He goes down to Miami. He shows up late for every meeting that he was supposed to be at. He, uh, I think he skipped his physical entirely. He was posting all kinds of ridiculous videos on social media, and he gets cut. He gets cut basically for the second time in less than a year after being drafted in the first round. He played four NFL snaps. I do know that. He played four NFL snaps. And I'll tell you, obviously I've never been in the NFL, but I've been watching this kind of stuff for a long time. And when examples like these come up, I will almost guarantee that Isaiah Wilson has played his last snap in the NFL. I will almost guarantee he never gets another opportunity. And you can point to guys like Josh Gordon and say, well, why does he keep getting opportunities? Well, because Josh Gordon has proven in the NFL that he can, he, he's extremely talented. He's proven that over and over and over again. Every comeback he makes, when he gets on the field, he's extremely talented. That's why he keeps getting opportunities. Isaiah Wilson hasn't proven shit in the NFL. He is not shit to anybody anymore. It's over. It's over. You done fucked up, kid. It's over. That's unfortunate, but, I mean, I would I would suggest especially, well, regardless of where you get drafted, I would suggest that once you get to the NFL, you put a single second of effort in. You might have a better chance than if you do what he did and just put absolutely no effort in. And I'm, a, I'm just going to guess, just based off the stuff I've read and just kind of knowing those kind of personality types, you know, it's it's probably everyone else's fault around him. I'm sure in his mind, it's not his fault. And everybody's, you know, full of shit and everybody's out to get him, all that stuff. It's not, you know, I guarantee you that's what's going on. And it, it sucks, man. You got to do better than that. Uh, so, yeah, let's get to the granddaddy of them all in free agency. And I think we all know who I'm talking about here. The New England Patriots went the fuck off. Bill Belichick is playing no games. No games at all. The man, I'm going to try to remember all the players that he drafted. Or not drafted, signed. I'm going to try my best to remember them. Hang on. Johnny Smith. Hunter Henry. Devon Godshow. Uh, Resign David Andrews. Jalen Mills. Uh, damn it, damn it, damn it. Kyle Van Noy got him back. Uh, they got Trent Brown back. Mm, keep thinking. Nelson Aguilar. And re-sign Cam. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, anybody else? Is there anybody else? They did lose Patrick Chung. They're probably going to lose old Larry Guy. 
Yeah, I think that's everything. Um, yeah. So, Bill Belichick is not playing. I think the Patriots are, in a way, back. Uh, I think they still have a little bit more work to do on the offensive line. Here's where people are mainly concerned, though. People are very, very concerned about Cam Newton, and rightfully so. He had a – he was – he was bad last year, like really bad. I think some of it had to do with him getting Corona because I believe that he got through two games before he got it. And if I remember correctly, in both of those games, he kind of balled out. Uh, and then after coming back from, you know, a week or so off, it just never seemed like he could get it back going again. Um, but yeah, I think, the thing that Patriots fans have to be the most excited about is, you know, they're bringing these two stud tight ends in, right? So to me, that automatically says like, okay, they're going to be running the football again. They're bringing that back. Uh, They've now got three decent receivers in the kill. Harry, Julian Edelman, and Nelson Aguilar, and I'd be shocked if they didn't pick somebody else up in the draft. Their offensive line has improved. Um, but with Cam, you know, you, you're going to put the playmakers around him now. That That's fantastic. He has the playmakers, and if he doesn't do anything with it, I think his career is probably over because this is a very good opportunity for Cam. But I think if you're the Patriots, who have pretty much clearly said without saying – that Jarrett Stidham is not a part of the future at all. Um, He's been shaky when he's played. I think you still have to draft a quarterback. I I really do. Um, Because regardless of the way you view Cam, regardless of the way or what you think he can and can't do this upcoming season with all these playmakers around him, if he does fail and you're only – your only uh, other option is Jarrett Stidham. That's a bad look. That's a very bad look. Um, it's, you know, with everything that's going on, I really think you have to go get a Mac Jones or a Kyle Trask or somebody like that, or maybe even a Trey Lance who might, you know, fall later on back to the first round. I think you have to go get one of those guys because you want as much as many options as you can. And if you view, you know, if you look at Kyle Traster and especially in my opinion, Mac Jones, those guys are a part of your future. And regardless of how you view Cam, Cam is not the future franchise quarterback of the New England Patriots. He's just, he's not. Um, and Mac Jones and or Kyle Trask or whoever can be that guy. So, I absolutely think that's what needs to happen there. Uh, oh, the Chiefs, they, I don't even know, man. They did it again. They they cut both of their tackles, and then they just went out and signed Kyle Long, who's a fucking Pro Bowl guard or tackle, whatever you want him to be. Um, they got Joe Tooney from the Patriots. They signed him to a massive deal. 
Uh, still not real sure what they're going to do at both tackle positions, but in interior offensive line was a weakness for them last year, and they just, you know, they just went out there and plugged both of those holes real quick. And I'm sure it's not completely out of the question that Mitchell Schwartz or Eric Fisher could come back and play tackle for them. It's uh, They were definitely in a little bit of cap trouble to begin the offseason, but they've restructured so many contracts now, and they're doing this thing that all the other teams are doing where they're doing these voidable years to hide money. They're converting salary and the signing bonuses. All this money is just disappearing, and it's freeing up cap room left and right all around the league. Uh, so it, it's not hard to believe that either of those two guys could come back. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe one of them comes back and they draft somebody, or I don't know. There's a lot of things, but rest assured, the pay, or the Chiefs are going to be just fine. <laughs> the Chiefs are going to be just fine. Chiefs fans have nothing to worry about. Um, yeah, we still don't really know what the Jets are going to do with Sam Darnold yet. Um, I believe, yes, they had the number two pick in the draft. I just don't think that pick is as much of a slam dunk to go get a quarterback like it would be with the number one overall pick. Because, you know, at, at number one, obviously, you have Trevor Trevor Lawrence, and he's just head and, head and shoulders above everyone else. Nobody in this draft can play on the level that Trevor Lawrence can. Um, so I think regardless of who ended up with the first overall pick, I think you're essentially legally required to take Trevor Lawrence. If you have a brain in your skull, you have to take Trevor Lawrence. The Jets, however, now that they've fallen back to the second pick, I, I don't think it's that cut and dry for them anymore. Because you have this guy sitting at number two, one of the best tackles that we've seen come out of the draft in a very, very long time. Penny Sewell out of Oregon. He is a stud, an absolute beast. And here's what they've done in free agency. They've, they've signed a few playmakers. Uh, they brought Corey Davis in from the Titans. I want to say Brashad Perryman. Uh, I don't know. They've made moves. They've, their team is a, a little better at least. Um, so last year they drafted Mekhi Becton, who was a stud and tackle all year for them when he was healthy. So you got to ask yourself this if you're Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. Can you justify maybe skipping on a quarterback and keeping the Sam Darnold train running for a little bit longer? and going and drafting Penny Sewell and having the two best young tackles in the league. And now that you have some decent playmakers around Sam Darnold, can you maybe just see what Sam Darnold's got? Because I don't I don't really see now if you can get a second round pick for Sam Darnold, that's another thing. I, I think you probably have to do that. But I don't think they will. I just don't. I think if they if they were going to, they would have by now. And I don't think that's been put on the table for them yet. So I don't know, man. It's a it's a sticky situation up there in New York. Uh yeah, I think that's all the football. Oh, nope, sorry. I almost forgot about the Chicago Bears, and I don't know how I did that. The the Chicago Bears have just lost their fucking mind. They're out of their mind. 
they've let Mitch Trubisky walk, which, you know, say whatever you will about that. Uh, he's in a good place in Buffalo now. Um, but I think if you lose a Mitch Trubisky and you give up on him the way that they did and just let him walk out the door like that, you can't go out there and sign his replacement and his name be Andy Dalton. You can't, you can't do that. That's not something that you can do. And what's your other option at quarterback? Nick Foles. So you're paying your quarterback room like ah, something like $30 million to stand there and both look like fucking buffoons every Sunday. And I'm not, I'm not meaning this in a disrespectful way to Andy Dalton or Nick Foles. I'm not trying to say they're both shitty quarterbacks. Nick Foles, maybe, now. He might be a shitty quarterback. I don't know. He also plays for the Chicago Bears. I think any quarterback they run out there is going to be shitty. But if your backup plan to Mitch Trubisky is Andy fucking Dalton, get the fuck out of here. That is absolutely ridiculous. It's honestly a disgrace to the NFL. It really is. Because you could have gone and drafted somebody. And Bears fans had it all picked out. They were going to get Russell Wilson. They were going to get Deshaun Watson. They were going to get whoever they wanted. And allegedly, they really had a shot at Russ Wilson, but the Seahawks decided not to trade him. So, with that being said, I kind of understand the Bears saying, well, okay, if the Seahawks are saying that they're not going to trade him, what else are we going to do? I don't know, man. Maybe go fucking resign. resign Mitch Trubisky to a one-year prove-it deal and we just run this whole fucking thing back and try it again. That's a better option than Andy Dalton? Are you kidding me? I'm not a Bears fan, but this is ridiculous. Like, I'm mad for him. I can't understand how you can sit there. Like, how do you wake up in the morning and cheer for a franchise that's this dysfunctional? It's bad. It's honestly almost on the level of John Elway trying to pick out a quarterback it's ridiculous. Like, they cannot draft on the offensive side of the football. They cannot sign any decent offensive players to save their life. They have this incredible defense that's wasting away in their prime. They cut Kyle Fuller for because why? Why? You 110% could have traded Kyle Fuller, but they chose not to. 110% you could have gotten something for Kyle Fuller but they didn't make that happen. I don't know why. Khalil Mack was allegedly going to get traded. Well, honestly, at this point, even if you're a Bears fan, you have to say this. Honestly, at this point, that's the best thing for everybody. Throw in a towel. Fucking give up. If Andy Dalton's going to be your quarterback, you know, what's the point? What is the fucking point? Damn. Tractors in the road can be a problem sometimes. Uh, I almost just got killed, by the way. Uh, somebody decided to go around a tractor in a turn lane and, or not in a turn lane, in the middle of a curve and their car was completely in my lane coming straight at me and I had nowhere to go and I didn't see him until it was almost too late. So um, if you are driving and you see a tractor or any other slow moving vehicle and you decide to pass that person in the middle of a curve, I want you to know that I hate you so much. Me and you can never be friends. I hate everything about you. You are a piece of shit human. If you cannot wait five seconds, five seconds to get out of that curve to where you can see if somebody's coming, so maybe you don't kill yourself, another car, and the tractor, 
I hate you. You need to get up and leave earlier if you don't have that kind of time. Fuck you. And mm, Never mind. I'm going to get off that. Uh, that. That made me mad, for real. Um, so, yeah. That's all, I think that's all I got for football now because I've just completely lost my train of thought because of fucking Mercedes. Never mind. The MLB. Let's just jump on that for a few minutes. Um, we're getting real close. We're getting very, very close to the regular season kicking off. I'm so excited. I cannot wait for baseball to be fully back. Um, it's going to be a fun year. The Braves have a lot of interesting things going on right now. Um, it looks like Pache is going to be the opening day starter um, in center field, I believe. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Drew Waters continues to kind of prove that he's not ready yet. But I think there's been two major surprises in Braves camp that maybe you don't know about. And one of these guys you should 100% be paying attention to because he's going to be in your starting lineup next year. And he's going to be a fucking stud. He may even break camp right now. I don't know. But there's two guys. One, Trey Harris. Trey Harris is out of Missouri. Uh, he's an outfielder, stud, a lot of power, like 23-ish years old. Uh, he's hit everywhere that he's been in the minor leagues. Um, I would say he's more likely to break camp with the major league team over this other guy because of age, experience, um, and just you know what his future role could be compared to this other guy who I'm saying is going to be in the starting lineup next year. And with that, I'm talking about Michael Harris. Another outfielder, a fucking stud. Let me tell you, he's not on many people's radar. This kid is a five-tool player. He can do it all, and nobody's paying attention to him. He's not on many prospect lists, but he is going to be in your lineup next year. Be excited. Get ready. This kid's coming, and he's going to knock you silly. Like, it's insane what this kid can do. And... We had a lot of Acuna hype for a long time. We had the, the Freddie hype. We had the Albies hype. We had the Austin Riley hype. We had the Jason Hayward hype. We had all these guys. And I'm not saying that Michael Harris can be better than all of those guys, but I think he can be an Acuna-level player. I think he can be a Freddie-level player. It may take some time. I mean, he's only like 19 fucking years old. Yeah, I believe he's 19, about to be 20. And he's still in he's still in camp. Most most kids his age have already gone back to minor league camp. They've already been reassigned. Mm-mm, not Michael Harris. You know why? Because he's out there. They want to see what he can do because he might even just have a role on this team this year. This year. It's a possibility. It's, this kid is the real deal. Be excited. So if you haven't heard it already, you heard it here. Michael Harris, outfielder in the Atlanta Braves organization, is going to knock your fucking socks off one day. Um, that's kind of, I just, you know, I don't really watch many spring training games. I, I just know a, a lot about Michael Harris, and I'm very excited. I'm very excited about Trey Harris, too. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that with baseball, or with MLB. But with baseball, we're... We're kind of working on some things here. 
Um, kind of been exchanging emails back and forth all week. I think we're finally going to have the first guest on. Super excited about that. Um, I think you're, I think you're gonna like it. I do. I do. I, I think it'll be very enjoyable. And separate from baseball, well, that's the only hint I'll give about this person is baseball. That's it. Second, I think we got some other things cooking in another sport, too. So I think we actually have a decent little lineup of interviews coming up soon, which will be huge for this podcast. And like I've said in the past, this is a shitty podcast. If you're listening, thank you for listening. I don't know why you're listening. Uh, I guess you're just bored. It happens to all of us. This is a shitty fucking podcast. It's terrible. But, and I apologize for that. But thank you for listening. Um, means a lot. I just enjoy doing this. It's not something I take super seriously. Um, it's just something right now that I do in my spare time. And one day, uh, I'd like to make a little bit more out of it. But I just really enjoy doing it. You know, it, it honestly kind of started as a joke. And now it's like... I mean, it, it, it does all right. It's not fantastic numbers-wise. But, yeah, I, I think I think we can really do something with this one day. Uh, this potential interview that we have coming up, hopefully that'll be the next episode. Um, I, I really do think it can, it can do some numbers and bring a lot of people in and kind of propel, propel us a little bit, um, which will just be fantastic. It, it means the world. So I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up. I'm about to get to where I'm supposed to be going. Um, So yeah, I'll be back at some point. I don't really know when, but you know, some point.